in preparation for your show, one thing that really stood out to me was it actually really stressed me out in the past having to like decide on a passion. Like I feel like I have this pressure to to know that one burning desire that my life is going to be devoted to. Mm. And and I, I don't have that. And I used to think like, oh, wow, maybe I'm just really flaky. I, I don't have commitment. Hi, this is Mimi. Welcome to my podcast, Blossoming You. I've been waking up with the one goal in mind. How can I impact someone's life today? Even if I can just help one person or one soul to blossom to better version of themselves, I'll be happy. And I just made it the daily goal. And for that reason, I have this podcast, thank you for joining me for another episode of blossoming you i hope by this time you already have subscribed and share this podcast with your friends and family in this episode we're going to be talking to ellen lee she's a good friend of mine ellen is a multi-passionate entrepreneur she started her journey with 17 years in healthcare management then transitioning to nuts business woman and then to the organizer and at one point to the uber driver and she's also a coffee lover and people's lover what really inspires me about ellen is that she will do anything to find her passion. Help me to welcome Ellen. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Got you excited. Anyways, welcome Ellen. Thank you for saying yes to be on my show. Thank you for having me. Yeah. This is so fun. <laughs> Today we're going to be talking about passion, stewardship, and just the journey of how you got to be where you're at right now and maybe we can start off by you telling us a little bit more about your current occupation and passion. Okay so currently I am a professional organizer but more so it's been about organizing lives not so much space and by that I mean I do oversee a multi-location cafe that um, is part of my church. And that is how Mimi and I met at a really amazing, powerful church um, that also loves coffee. So um, again, this is aligned with my journey of starting out somewhere and now ending up in hospitality slash ministry slash still get to do what I love to do, which is organizing things, lives, creating systems and creating order to where there's there's chaos right and I love what you're sharing and being so vulnerable uh, when we speak earlier that you said well you, I'm in a transitioning from learning how to develop my passion or finding my new passion mm -hmm. that you're so openly embracing it can you tell me more like how did you get to that because I feel like for me or for a lot of uh, people, when you ask about, well, give me an introduction, people feel like they have to give this like perfect name or perfect position that they are taking. So it sounds so fancy, you know, but what you've given us, it's the true place of where you're at and you're embracing it. Oh, because first of all, those fancy titles and names, I've had close to 20 years of that. And, and now I realize it's, it's actually, it, it was like my crutch. It was like such a cop-out because there were, I didn't have to dig deeper. Mm -hmm. um, 
it sounds great on the surface. So no one ever questioned you more. Um, and I remember when I first became an entrepreneur, I used to make fun of the, those like corporate buzzwords, like, um, what is it? And well, now I actually kind of make fun of um, Christian niece, like, no, you're lame. Um, <laughs> no, run your race. And what are some corporate buzzwords? Like synergy. Um, what is it? Be aligned with uh, our corporate values. Mm. And so uh, I'm so glad I, I slowly purged them out because I realized that that actually didn't help me find passion. And that's where I want to highlight more what passion has been for me. It's in the last few years, it truly became more about stewardship and stewardship in a simple term just means doing what you've been entrusted with and do mm. it well. Like whatever it's been given you, whether it's your, your home, like if you, if you rent or um, own a home, take good care of it. If you own a car, rent a car, take really good care of it. Same thing with your job, same thing with people in your life, your friends, your family, and your pets. Um, just be really, really good with the things that God has has given you responsibilities over. And I find that to be a lot more digestible than finding mm. passion. And in preparation for your show, one thing that really stood out to me was it actually really stressed me out in the past having to like decide on a passion. Like I feel like I have this pressure to, to know that one burning desire that my life is going to be devoted to. Mm. And, and I, I don't have that. And I used to think like, Oh wow, maybe I'm just really flaky. I, I don't have commitment. And for a long time, I used to think I'm a non-committal and it would show up, you know, as powerful as our words are, it would show up in relationship. You know, I would go from relationship to relationship, just thinking, well, that's just the way I am. I'm like that fun girl that isn't like attached to anything. I can get along with anybody um, because I kept feeding into that. Like, oh, I'm just a non-committal person, I'm, but I'm passionate about everything, which really means you're passionate about nothing. Mm. And then I, um, the first um, podcast that really gave me this aha moment was Elizabeth Gilbert's um, Super Soul Sunday on Oprah's show. Mm -hmm. She talked about there are two types of people because she was one of those that felt so bad about not having this passion. She realized there, there's the other type of people. They're hummingbirds. We are driven by curiosity. So we will land on different patches of plants do our thing and then fly off and then go to another patch of flowers. Mm -hmm. so our life is driven by this pattern of learning of, and she calls it the flight of hummingbird. And I remember just thinking like, Oh my goodness. Thank you. Uh, thank you for liberating me from thinking I have to be a certain way. And as a, as a Christian, as a believer, it's true. I matched it with, God's word as for validation, the Bible never said we are born to have just one singular mm -hmm. mission, purpose, and, and passion. I mean, all those, I think at some point became words that we just threw around. Yeah. 
and it become misinterpreted. For some people, they understand their what their passion is perfectly well. But for me, for some reason, that word just gave me a lot of anxiety. So what worked well for me was really figuring out what am I curious about and mm. what motivates me to move. Um, and so that really kicked off that journey of entrepreneurship. And even within the corporate environment, I've gone I've like tapped into every possible sector in healthcare, you know, from nursing home to hospital, to medical group, to public health. Um, there was this short of pharmaceutical. There's like every sector, like I haven't touched drugs yet. So every sector in the healthcare I've been a part of. Right. So now I can say like, wow, it's it's really about that curiosity and to go after it with um, passion. Yeah, I'm passionate about curiosity. And That's so good. And, and I'm glad that you share that. Uh, it's actually something that I learned in the beginning of this year as well. When we're starting uh, 2020, uh, you know, normally how... I try to structure my last few years by like, okay, have the vision or like have a goal, you know, and set it up. And this year started out for me a little differently because I wasn't in the corporate world. So I didn't necessarily had the goal for my like next promotion, right? Mm -hmm. I was just newly married and being freely to do what I wanted to do. And it kind of felt like this ocean of passion that I'm like, I don't know what I should be doing. And you're right. The world is telling you that you need to pick one and just chase it with closed eyes, you know, and just like don't look back and stay focused and all those buzzwords. Instead of being so narrow, focused to that one passion, be a hummingbird. Be mm-hmm. a hummingbird and embrace that and try things out. If you're just so f- narrow, focused to what one thing that you're trying to do, you become the blind person blinded to the things that you could be doing or actually helping you to reach that passion I was trying to I, I and I try to embrace it but I would say the um the way that we grew up or mm-hmm. society tells us or our conditioning it's really heavy on us and we get really hard you know it's like hard on ourselves like well I want to be a hummingbird but what about me having a stable job you know, mm-hmm. I'm start ha- starting have family soon. I need to have a stable job. And it was has been a battle for me mm-hmm. to fight those thinking. But thank you for sharing that. And I love that. And I do want to say for my listeners that every time I speak to Ellen, whatever that she does, she does it with passion. And it was always something that attracts me to her. And I really want to know when... I mean, you share, you share a little bit about it already, but where is that actual moment or that one singular moment when you decide that I'm just going to chase my passion and be curious about passion rather than, you know, choose one focused passion? Like when was that the first step that you start doing that? Um. I, I think there's been like a series of like movements leading toward me actually taking a step toward that well, mm. step out of out of a mold, out of um, a level of security. And that was when I got really, really sick in um, my last corporate job. 
just so, so, so sick that there was like no diagnosis, everything was vague. And like my body was just in pain constantly. And you, you could feel like your immune system is just going haywire. I felt like the circuit board that it was just like short circuiting. And I was like, this can't be, this can't be life just for that, that financial security for mm. that, that level of um, what, seem like, I mean, people chase financial, or at least I chase financial security thinking that actually gives me freedom, but it was, it actually traded into a, a form of slavery, mm. a physical slavery that um, backfired. So it, I mean, I physically was forced to be confronted with what, what matters to me. Like, mm. and you can't really say, oh, I am not what I do. Cause you spend eight to 10 hours every day doing that thing. So you can't tell yourself that lie that, oh, I have hobbies outside work. So I am not what I do. Yeah, you are. You better, <laughs> you better love what you do because mm-hmm. you're the majority of your day doing that thing. So um, when I left that job, it was just really like, okay, well, what now? There's like, everything is a possibility to me. And so you know, the, the blessing from that was having that financial security to take my time to figure out what I want to do. And that gave me the the true freedom to search um, and including becoming an Uber driver. I'm like, all right, let me see what that's about. <laughs> and and in my mind, I was like, I just want to talk to as many people as I can. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what can I do that would give me a lot of exposure to people outside networking? Because at that time, I was so anti-networking. I was so burned out from that corporate atmosphere. Mm-hmm. The last thing I want to do is um, collect business cards. And so I want a really organic way to know people. Mm-hmm. I'm like, be their driver. That's just, that's the best way to get to know people's lives and talk to them and hear their stories. I mean, remember that show back in the days, like Confession of the Taxi Driver? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it's like I literally have my own version of that. <laughs> They're not recorded, so <laughs> that would be on it. Um, so that was really great, just get me out of my skin. And so it's tiny step like that. All right, let's break the mold of having to have a title. And I felt like it was the first time I didn't care what anybody thought of me. That wow, I'm driving Uber. Mm. Like, like I didn't care about title because I knew what my mission was. Like my my research was more important to me than what people thought of me. Yeah. Um, so I was like, at the end of the day, I live, I have to live with me like nobody else does. So that I had to hang on to that. Wow, that's so powerful and true. And it, it it's about like shifting the mindset too and like break down the old pattern of thinking or the belief mm-hmm. that were like attached to you. Cause to be honest, like in the beginning of 2020, when I wasn't employed and I was just free to do what I wanted to do, but I've tried several things. Like I didn't do Uber because my husband and my mom wouldn't let me cause they afraid that something would happen to me. Mm-hmm. But what I ended up doing is I was flipping stuff on offer up a lot. Like I would mm-hmm. find something and then sell it off. And yeah, there was a judgment in my head, to be honest, that was telling me like, you went to school for business and you had this MBA degree, you work so well in the corporate where, you know, like you have been promoted a few times, 
uh, where you have been promoted and then now you're going to the level of just flipping things on offer up or like going on uh, basically I would go I would literally would go to um, alleys and like look at the things uh, <laughs> and whatever I think that is valuable I would just take it so that I can yeah. flip it you know but yeah. it, it's so hard to like overcome and for my listeners I just want to highlight that it's okay to do those things as long as you stay true to yourself mm -hmm. and know that at the end of the day as Ellen mentioned you have to live with your own self nobody mm -hmm. that give your their opinion will be there to pat you mm -hmm. on the back or say the things because they're just good at giving advice but they don't have to live with you so yeah and I think it's very powerful like points and For me, it was a hard lesson too. And for you to say to say that, I'm like, yeah, I feel free that I actually did that, and I can talk about it because <laughs> not a lot yeah. of people know. Like, think about it. It's like all, most people want to be fit, right? Nobody wants to be overweight and in bad health. Like all of us want to be in fit in on, on some level, but fitness looks different for everybody. Mm -hmm. And but the 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 key is probably first to find out what what is that end result you're trying to achieve are you trying to lose weight are you trying to bulk up are you trying to like lean out like what are you trying to do so all of us go to the gym or invest in some kind of fitness routine because we know what we're trying to achieve otherwise you wouldn't even know where to start and as I was preparing for this I thought of that too I'm like I would never like aim for my goal would never be like to be able to curl 50 pounds like 50 pound of um, bicep curl. Um, like that would just never be my goal, but I would love my arms to look great. Mm -hmm. So maybe the max I'll get to is maybe 25 pound possibly. And it hit me in one of my workouts, I was doing um, like Sydney Cummings YouTube video. And she did this one where it's like a slow extension. The whole workout was all about slow extension with heavier weight, just mm -hmm. go up five pounds more than what you normally do oh my goodness, it kicked my butt. And I really liked it because it like, it shaked, it like shook, shook up everything that was comfortable mm -hmm. in me. And it got me to think of like the routine that I've been taking for like self-development or professional development or spiritual development, that how much, how much room is there to like shake things up a bit? Mm -hmm. And I'm not doing anything different. Slow extension, I'm still using the same, same gear, still dumbbells, but my movement is slightly different. And I had so much more fun in that workout. And I was just thinking like, oh, I can really feel my arms just like honing, like in my mind, I have these like amazing arms just from like this one workout. So I was just thinking like, hey, we, we all have different goals. Mm -hmm. Maybe you don't even know what your goals are. You're just trying things out. So, cause that was what I did too. I never worked out to YouTube videos. So I was trying out different people's YouTube videos and I was like, Hey, what was the worst thing? I turned some of them off after five minutes. I'm like, that's dumb or that's boring or I don't like the outfit. <laughs> But I, I end up finding the workout that fits me and I enjoy the, the, process of mm -hmm. doing something good for myself and I end up having fun so it wasn't so much about like oh my gosh I can't wait 
for my arms to look a certain way in a tank top is more about, hey, I actually have fun doing this. Mm. So I want more of it. And But before I stumble upon that video, I wouldn't have thought, oh, okay, it's not about the amount of weight I'm lifting, which is what most people talk about with the, I mean, the group of people that I used to work out with. They're like, they're like, oh yeah, you got to, you know, really work work your way up to higher, heavier weights. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I do, but I didn't understand why. Yeah. So, well, what I hear what you're saying is enjoy the process mm-hmm. and just keep your goal in mind and enjoy your process at the same time. And I just read in the book today, um, if you don't enjoy the process, then you already failed. Oh, so good. Yeah, there was just like a punchline. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um yeah, well, let, actually, I'm curious about, you know, from our conversation, when people hear me asking you a question and you answering it, it sounds like so inspirational and powerful. But let's talk about the time when you have to overcome challenges or fears, because mm-hmm. it's such a lie in modern day. It's like, well, when you become an entrepreneur, your life is just like flowers, unicorn, you have freedom and uh, all of these like pretty things and then you're like okay I'm gonna become an entrepreneur and then like two weeks in you're like damn this is hard like I don't know how to do these things and you know and I have these fears and things like that and people don't talk about it mm-hmm. can you share yeah. a little bit about your yeah. um I didn't know what I was doing but the first thing I did was figure out who does <laughs> <laughs> smart and get around them and pay them. So I hired business coaches and, you know, I got into a program and, you know, which create an infrastructure in my day. Because when you leave like a nine to five or Mm -hmm. nine to nine, whatever that structure is, you got to figure out how to like self-motivation doesn't work, at least not for me. I need people. I need inspiration from external sources and I need role models. So that was that was me finding out the hard way where I was like, wow, I'm I stopped wearing pants. So <laughs> I need to go back to the basic and A, get dressed in the morning and, and then B just create a new rhythm and figure out what that rhythm looks like by modeling other people, other entrepreneurs. Um, so yeah, there was definitely that period where it's like wow, okay, you just get comfortable because it's never just that one thing, like the devil doesn't come at you with like a pitchfork, you know? Like it, it's always that small compromises mm. and like a slippery slope. And before you know it, you're really, not only are you far away from your goal, you for, you you lose sight of what mm. that is. Like, oh, wait, why did I, why did I want to become an entrepreneur again? Um and especially for someone who didn't have like a burning desire, what her passion was, um, I didn't mean to become an entrepreneur. I just knew the 15 year corporate goals that I have set for myself was accomplished. Mm-hmm. So it was more like, okay, all my checklists have been checked. What's next? There was really nothing else left on that list. So it was just like, okay, time to start a brand new page. Um, and with a blank sheet of paper, I was like, well, what does it look like? It, it doesn't have to be a list because nobody is telling me what to do. It could be a diagram, um, but I need to 
figure out where I want to start. Um, so that part was really tough. Like the feeling like a failure and I'm with you. I, you know, an Ivy league grad, two masters. And so it's like, wow, did I, did I let myself down from those degrees? And I have to remind myself, no, I didn't. Like my last stop in the corporate was really the last thing I wanted to do in the field I was trained to do. So I, I did leave no stones unturned. It was more of a, a time to confront with who I am, that I, I am really not what I do, not my title. Mm. Uh, and the first thing I, I also did was not look at LinkedIn because I felt like I felt so much judgment from LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> but it was self-imposed judgment because it was like, you know, your, your last title was dated from, it was outdated. <laughs> and then there was nothing else. You know, I, I, I couldn't edit my, my intro because there was, I had no words to describe who, who I am on LinkedIn. So I was like, okay, just turn off some of those more public facing things and, and do the hard work of um, reading, finding mm. inspiration from people who you admire and learning new skills. Um, and just one thing at a time. Wow, that's so powerful. I I just feel that you're like preaching to me right now because another day I was trying to update my LinkedIn and I'm like, <laughs> what do I put? Like big words like founder of blah, 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 or like co-founder of this or CEO yeah. of this. I'm like, ah. yeah. Or like, I'm like podcaster. <laughs> like, uh -huh. right. Yeah. But even like putting it out, you know, after like looking at other people's profile, it's like this promotion, mm -hmm. this promotion. And you're like this and this, and you're like podcaster. <laughs> so yeah. you just feel, yeah, I can relate to that. Like you can feel just like judged by others mm -hmm. that's for sure well, can you maybe in couple sentences share the emotions of transitions because I can hear in the theme that we are talking well in the in the conversation that we're talking through I can hear the theme of transition of like constant mm -hmm. transition right and can you yeah. share maybe in two sentences of like emotions of the transitions oh scary for sure um, but it's a, it's a good kind of scare. I think since we, we've lived through so many different types of fear, mm. I think you learn to identify what they are, whether it's a healthy fear or if it's a, a debilitating, paralyzing kind of fear. And, um, I can say this is more like an, um, like an excitement fear, like that feeling of going on that roller coaster ride and which I don't even like roller coaster, but I remember that, that, that kind of elevated, mm -hmm. Um, um, hormones in my body <laughs> waiting in line to go on the roller coaster like I know I'm not going to die that's never the fear but it's like this level of excitement so I think a lot of it's just that heightened awareness coupled by like the next day it could be like deep valley of depression like oh my gosh I'm worthless yeah and then then you have to catch those thoughts and mm -hmm. write them down be like no I'm not worthless. And I'm rewrite thrilled. that, rewrite that thinking. Mm -hmm. So you capture those, write them down. Um, but I'm also like a proponent of um, just own your emotions. Like don't squash them, don't suppress them with like pep talks. And because 
they're there for a reason. So uncover what is what is bringing those things up and talk about it, whether it's journaling or just tell someone about it. Because um, the, the last thing you want is to invalidate your own emotions, which actually makes it worse. You're, you're already in a journey of self trying to find your identity, your mm. new identity. Um, if you don't validate those emotions, it's kind of like telling yourself like, oh, that's not true what you're feeling. It, it, it actually strips away that level of confidence, like almost as if, oh, do I not even know myself now to like <laughs> validate my emotions? Like what the heck? Yeah. Yeah. So I actually learned, I'm like, you know, when I needed to wallow, I wallow. And I'm like, I have my wallowing food, bottle of wine and popcorn and Netflix and just watch some serious, hardcore Hallmark movies <laughs> and, and just get it out of my system. And then designate time. I was like, all right, is, is this like a one day depression or is it a three day worth? Like, <laughs> Yeah, you know, just set that time. I, I like how you 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 comp like you put it in the compartment like compartment size. Like okay, <laughs> two days, <laughs> I give myself yeah. this time. Because not every not every like levels. I mean, sadness come in different levels. So I I feel like I need to have that awareness. I'm like, okay, is this like a one day kind of sadness or three days? Sometimes it's a week, and just give myself permission to do that. And then as a you know, as the deadline approaches, it's like, okay, slowly to like dust yourself up. Wow, it's so powerful. And thanks for sharing that. I feel liberated. Like last week for me was super hard. And I was just like, beating myself up that I wasn't productive. And then because that mindset started, um, beginning of this week was wasn't great, because I didn't start off with a good mind. So Mm -hmm. obviously, coming out of it was a lot of work. And my mind was just, I, I would say I had double mind. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, so should I be looking for jobs now? So like come back mm-hmm. to security because it was norm and I knew it. Or should I yeah. still focus on what I should be doing and follow up with this? And even that's mean that I let myself down. Mm-hmm. And I was just going through emotional roller coaster. And I really appreciate you sharing because... Mm-hmm we need to validate those feelings and not suppress them. And I just, what you said just kind of like liberate me from like, okay, well, it wasn't that bad. (laughs) Yeah, no. I still remember there were days where I was like, even just doing a load of laundry gave me the self-confidence I needed. (laughs) You know what gave me confidence? (laughs) Or like, just like, um, what gives me time to, like recalibrate myself doing dishes yeah something i was like oh my life is in order now because i was able to put these dishes in order right yeah and like and then you learn to celebrate i'm like hey in spite of it all i could still do dishes right (laughs) i'm not eating out of paper plates (laughs) what i do want to um and i hope this is something i want to share with our like listeners a little bit and just more of speaking into what I see when I have conversation with you. And I really hope that our um, listeners will get that and catch that is that you have a very, you have a very free soul Mm because yeah, maybe you don't see it, but you have the life where you can choose to be a hummingbird 
jump from passion to passion and not feel guilty about. And I think that a lot of us don't have that level of freedom and it takes a lot to get there. And mm-hmm. I really want to would say highlight you. Um, I mean, I would really want to celebrate you for that because it's big and people dream of having the freedom that you have, but they don't have it. And for you sharing this, it's liberating and helping so many people. Yeah, thank and you. I also want to share, um, talk about something new that you have been start do- doing is, well, I guess we should like move to closing maybe so then we can talk about otherwise it will be repeated (laughs) well (laughs) i'm like oh let me rethink that um so what would be one takeaway that you want the listeners to get from this conversation i actually wrote that down too um stay teachable yeah just be flexible i figure we're um and the the visual is being the clay Mm. you know on the potter's wheel like like it, it isn't just one shape that wheel doesn't dictate one shape only it is it is constantly being molded and there's a reason why that wheel is always turning mm. and that requires a potter's hand to shape um something out of that clay and so i i feel like i would miss a lot of opportunities if i wasn't teachable and allowing the wheel and the potter which is my heavenly dad to do his work in me. Um, even when times where I want to get off the wheel, like I, I couldn't, there was no way to go. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, what would be the one thing that you would change in your journey? Uh, you know, this is actually a pet peeve when people say, like, I wouldn't change a thing. I'm like, yeah, heck I would. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I I would stay in the, I would probably be less rebellious. I would tell my 18-year-old self to to really tone it down with a righteous anger, um, mm. whether it's like a relationship or a job that was tough. I was really um, fast to justify decision to leave or, mm. or that to do to do something about it. I wouldn't just stay in the pain. And that was, I, I didn't have the emotional capacity to, to, to coexist with pain. So the only thing I knew to do was escape, to leave the, leave the job, you know, find a better one and then kind of come back and be like, ha, sucker, see, I have a better job now. Um, which like, you know, again, in the corporate world, they celebrate you for being such a badass. But I think emotionally there is, gold to be extracted in seasons of pain mm. and hardship um so powerful so, yeah i wish i had leaned in some of those seasons longer would you say that it was pride as a young 18 years old ellen yeah and just being so driven so i was just like all right this is not working out uh and i have i've never been short of curiosity so there was like a long list of other things I'm curious of doing. So because I left like, for example, first job nursing home, super hard. So I went back to school and transitioned to hospital management. So I was like, oh, see, that is so prestigious. I worked for like, you know, the uh, a, a high prestigious hospital and got a fellowship. I'm like, that worked out really well. But had I stayed in that job a little bit longer, mm. like different things would 
I don't know what I don't know, right. but um, if there is, and it's not regret, I think it's, it really summed up like a pattern that I had was um, like, if something didn't work out, right. I have a plan B or plan C. I have a lot of backup plans. Well, I really want to applaud you to being so authentic to yourself and being self-aware. And you, not only you speak about those things, but you're doing something to fix it. Because I think that's a growth mindset. A lot of people that have, um, many people that have um, the mindset that they have, it's not for the growth. And they think like, okay, I know that I'm, I know that I have pride. I know that I'm egoistic, but so what? This is who I am. So they don't choose to do something about it. They think that, well, this is what the way I am and this is how God made me, so I'm not going to change. You either deal with it or not. And I yeah. think that doesn't help you to grow. Mm-hmm. doesn't help you to grow. Yeah, and that ties back to being teachable. Right. Before you run or make a drastic change, think about, okay, is there anything I can learn from this? Have I, have I done everything I can? And that also ties into stewardship. Did I really take care of this opportunity that's given to me? Did I did the best that I could? Wow, that's so powerful. Um, so since my podcast is about personal growth, and if someone would want to start on this journey, where would you recommend them to start? Call me. Just kidding. Don't call me. <laughs> okay, I'm going to leave no. Ellen's phone number below. <laughs> and my address, social security number. Um Start or her Uber with... name, so maybe <laughs> find my car <laughs> and hop in. <laughs> oh, that would be a different kind of coaching. <laughs> coaching on like oh, mobile coaching, coaching. on wheels. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> find your life on wheels. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. Or you have one of those where, um, like ice cream truck, but you have your yeah. own sound, so then. You know, you just like drive through and then like people eye need of the tiger. tiger. <laughs> <laughs> just blast that. <laughs> Feeling lost? <laughs> One a little direction? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and then eventually it will be like a school uh, bus size of people wanting to coach. Yes. Yes, yes. That's insane. Oh. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> if someone to... So since we don't have the bus of personal growth yet... Yeah. Where should they start? You know, honestly, I think a good place is podcast and you're doing it. And I, I love that you are, you know, even in your own journey of search, you are, I see this as, as, as your compilations, like an encyclopedia of inspirations that you're compiling for the benefit of others who are also on similar journey. Yeah. So one thing, and I promise Mimi didn't pay me for, to say this, they should tune into this blossoming you and figure out and just gather people's stories and first of all remove the self-condemnation so you can be free to receive and to learn something new Um, I read a lot I tune into a lot of podcasts um, but those podcasts change from season to season Mm -hmm. I would just say like whatever you're curious about in that season whether it's leadership or spiritual development or um, whatever it is, um, even cooking, like if that's your thing, do it. Find the Love people it. that resonate yeah. with you. Love it. Um, what is your best tip to blossoming you that you're currently doing? 
the best what i'm sorry what is your best tip mm-hmm. to grow yourself my best tip um i allocate time yeah so allocate no organize. matter how organize time um no so i love taking baths so i listen to or watch something when i'm taking a bath and that is like that's my secret place um so no matter how busy i get um i yeah i i take a epsom salt bath and i put on something i really love to do um you, either a youtube video or um or just worship music or some i think one time i was in there for like 3 hours cuz i was watching a movie <laughs> <laughs> love it um i actually do the same thing but for me I like to have like a dark room with the candles on mm-hmm. and nothing else. I actually used to watch something, but then now I just like turn it off. I just like shut mm-hmm. it down and I'm just by myself in there. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so find a secret place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is the new skill that you are learning right now? Ooh. Canva. <laughs> I love Canva. I love Canva uh, too. <laughs> yeah, and they have a free um branding school that teach you design. Really? Oh, so, yeah, so just something basic that I I feel like I I want my whatever I put out to be to look better. <laughs> yeah. Um or to have some kind of system. So, um I'm learning how to like position things mm. in a frame. And, love it. Yeah. Just something silly, but I was like, I like it. I like Canva. <laughs> Me too. I'm obsessed. <laughs> Where do you go for inspiration? Um, I like pretty things. <laughs> so I actually, well, lately because they're not open, I love the store Anthropology. Mm, um, yes, I go on their website to just even look at. Um, I don't know. I have a thing. I love like dishes and 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 cups. And so I look at the design of the dishes and then the cups and and yeah nice. I visualize like what they will look like in my future home or mm. in like somebody else's home. That's so cool. Um so the last question um <laughs> if in 150 years science failed to save us and all that is left is a book about your life what would the title be and what would the blurb tell us? Oh my gosh. Uh <laughs> I I I had such a hard time coming up with this and honestly it was just like the one title that just like now <laughs> is um it's called it my book would be called Tumble and Roll. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not sure what the blurb is exactly, but I feel like tumbling and rolling's been the motion that my life if my life was a movement it would be tumbling and rolling. Mm, that's so cool. Well, yeah. Yeah. So it's not about being graceful or choreographed, <laughs> it's just about like just fall. Just fall and roll and move and and to know that it'll all be okay. <laughs> Like I figured, you know like tumbleweeds, they all yeah. go somewhere. Yeah. yeah, they go all somewhere. Sometimes yeah. you don't you just lose track of it though. 
Right. But they, they, they know where they're going. They're moving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, I want to talk about your recent, I guess, passion project yes. of being a fun hole squat. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Can you share a little bit more about that and about the show that's funny show? Yes. So together with a, a few friends, we started um, a virtual comedy show called That's Funny Comedy Show. Um, which hopefully soon we can do it in person. Um, but for now, we created That's Funny Comedy Show to promote clean comedy and to elevate comedians. Um, I mean, four of us found each other because we're friends. And uh, with our founder, Cindy Sheridan, she followed her, her, her God's calling to become a stand-up comic. Um, and all of us just wanting to support her. Little did we realize that God was actually bring out our own gifts to um, turn our something that we enjoy doing into a platform that actually support other people who may not have this level of community and support mm-hmm. group with them. So we're, we're the traveling support group for other comedians and to promote clean comedy. Yeah, our next so show. Fun. Yeah. yeah. Tell me about your next show. So we just we wrapped up our last one with um, just a little bit less than 90 people were on it. It was so fun. Um, our next show is going to be on July 11th. So 7-11, 5.30 Pacific Standard Time. Um, look for uh, our info and follow us and like us on Instagram and Facebook at That's Funny Comedy Show. Yeah, and if people want to connect with you personally and get some life advices or hop on that um what what did we call it uh change your life on wheels (laughs) yes (laughs) yes you can uh, follow me on instagram at ellen c lee organizer that's me um yeah tune into what i'm up to and including hosting comedian shows and making coffee (laughs) Just follow Ellen on her Instagram and follow um, up with her on her next journey because you never know where you're going to end up be with. But I promise you, it will be filled with passion, joy, and laughter because she's pretty funny. 